0: Is a fear of yours is that your agents are going to leave your team? Well, guess what? They might leave your team anyways, but why don't you let them build a brand within your team and really let themselves shine and highlight all the best things that they have to offer. This episode is packed full of all the ways that your agents can operate their own personal brand within your team brand and have it all be one beautiful synchronicity. Let's dive in. Okay, bus bench babes. Today I'm interviewing Christy on the podcast, and we're gonna talk all about the importance of brands. We all know that you have to have a brand, and if you don't, if you're not operating a brand, like really, good luck staying in business. It's gonna be a rough one. But any sort of business, real estate or not, you have to be operating a brand. And we're gonna talk all about our team. And how we help agents on our team build brands that operate and execute within our brand and under the umbrella of the BPR experience. That's right. You just
1: heard we're going to talk about how to let your team members do it on your team.
0: I know. It's not the yeah, norm. Yeah, I know. But we're going to dig into all the things. And I'm going to interview Christy. I'm going to ask her all the questions that if you were sitting next to me, you'd be whispering in my ear and you'd want to know. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's dive in. Let's do
1: it. I'm excited. Here we go. And it's is way less work for me just sitting here listening to you.
0: Yes. Okay. So recently, Christy hosted a social media content calendar intensive with the team. And the intent of this um, workshop was to get everyone on the team to walk away with a 30-day content calendar, like fully ready to just like execute and, you know, push the start button that totally was aligned with each of their own business and personal brands. Um, And then sort of by default, this intensive um, really started to like bring out their brand and they sort of were able to like learn all the nuts and bolts of repurposing content and what that could look like for themselves. And we were learning like where all the misses were happening and excuses were showing up. Um, and so many of the agents, they were feeling like they were too busy and like, how does this work? And they didn't know how to batch content and how to get your message out there. And so it was, it was a really big day.
1: It was a big day. Was and long. a lot of,
0: like, really good things came out of it.
1: I agree. I agree. I loved it.
0: So, well, like, Christy, let's share a little bit about, like, what makes... Um, our approach to business and branding different here at the BPR Experience.
1: (laughs) Oh, do we have like three hours? It's a loaded
0: question, right? It's such
1: a loaded question. So, what makes us different? Gosh, so many things. So, how do I nutshell this? First of all, we allow agents to have a brand under the umbrella of the BPR Experience, which Which is is
0: so different. It's
1: so unique, and I'm not going to say that other people aren't doing it, but they're not doing it nearly at the level that we're doing it. And so. This is something that, gosh, is is a really big miss, I think. And so we allow them, so we do that branding deep dive, which we talked about quite a bit on this podcast. And we do the branding deep dive, get to their inner workings, figure out how they're going to best support their clients, help them through all their, you know, their work with them, and how to execute that brand so it speaks to their clients as well. So we do all of that with them, and then we allow them to execute it underneath the umbrella of the bpr experience which is so so different so i would definitely say our approach in that regard is is really unique it's really unique and and what we were seeing at conferences and other real estate teams they don't really allow their agents to have a voice and Mm -hmm. i have a lot to say about that but I'll, 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 i'll pause that for a second
0: well like what do you think um happens like it feels like sometimes there can be misses when people are building brands and not even with an agent on a team, just in general, like there can be misses. So what do you think like maybe teams are missing out on when it comes to brand building mm-hmm. and like agents within a team and the disconnect between the agent and the team? Like, what does that look like? Ooh, that's or a, what do you that's see a really out there?
1: Big question. It is. <laughs> it's a loaded uh, question. So I definitely think when it comes to teams, so if we're just speaking about a team operating their team brand, right? So like the BPR experiences mm-hmm. brand. Um, the, if you look at team pages still in real estate, They do not have personality, nearly the same as like a personal brand would. They are so many like just just sold or for sale or like a client review. And there's really not that personal touch on the team brand, which is honestly such a big miss because so many times you're going to get followers on multiple platforms. And when you do, that follower is only going to see, you know, X percent of what you're posting. So Mm -hmm. when you speak about a team's brand, they might not see necessarily what you're speaking about on your page, but they might be seeing it on the team page and the crossover there and the connections you can make. So there are just huge misses as far as how a team brand is executed. And I swear they're still just using all the same templates, a lot of them, which is very, very confusing this far in the game and what we know about brand building. And and the team brand is almost like an afterthought or it's the reverse. The team brand is out front and center, and then the brands of the agents, including the founder of the team, are just these like little tiny little specks in the in the social media world or in the marketing world. And so those are some really big misses there. Just, I think, finding that balance of how to operate them both together, and then just how visually your team brand is coming across is a huge mess.
0: What about like the disconnect between the agent and the actual team? Huh. Like, do you feel like there's things missing there?
1: Yeah. So this goes with, um, again, with a lot of teams not allowing their agents to operate a brand yep. with underneath that structure. So I feel like we,
0: that's more often than not how most it, it's, teams are set up.
1: It's definitely more often than not. And gosh, that's 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 just one that I don't agree with. But I'm I'm going to pause that for now. Um, so. When we talk about like the biggest missing thing and the disconnect between the agent and the brand, again, it goes to like, you're either just like using one platform. So if we take yours, for instance, Beth, like you have your, what we call personal page, but honestly, it's a business page, right? So your personal page and then the team page and you're operating your voice. The team is an extension of who you are on your personal page. And so what's happening is people, a lot of times, teams will operate that team page as like this completely separate entity that feels very corporate and very unrelatable and very stale and like we just did X amount of volume and then you know we brought this agent on and this was like really heavy template it feels like very impersonal not that you shouldn't talk about agents you bring on but how they're speaking about them the brand voice is so strange when it comes to the team brands I think as agents our personal brands are getting a little bit better But as team brands, it's still it's like they're afraid to cross over into something that might like turn off a client or turn off another realtor. And it's just this really strange space right now out there because there's such a difference between those team brands Mm -hmm. and the personal brands. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be any differences. There should be because. They are kind of geared towards two different spaces. You can attract clients in a different way on your personal page than you can on that business team page. However, it needs to like look and feel and have the same vibe as your personal page. It just doesn't make sense. So when we think of the BPR experience, how we speak to our clients, how we serve them, and then we think of how you're speaking to your clients on your page, it's a very similar dialogue. It's a very similar feel. And I think that is probably like the biggest miss that's happening right now is treating it like, well, we don't want people to see too many personal things about us on the team page, or we don't want to get like too deep with our clients. And again, not airing your dirty laundry out on social media, Uh, but you're, you're making it feel so stale and so corporate. And like, why would I even follow you? It just doesn't make sense to me. And, and this goes for even really, really large teams. I'm not just saying for like a smaller team or even a medium-sized team, a really large team. And yes, are they successful? Hugely successful. Like if we look at the sales that are happening, you know, in the larger teams, of course they're at the top. However, when we think about where they could be versus where they're at, if mm-hmm. they actually executed that team run at a level that really communicated with their clients, well, that's like something that we don't have the numbers for, but I can sort of guess you would have an even larger team an even greater success and even wider reach, which then what would that do? I mean,
0: impact yeah.
1: your business in a whole other way. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, how can that be done successfully? So it's really like win-win for everybody. You sort of touched on that, but is there other things that you think that could be done differently?
1: As far as like, um, so this is like sort of a little bit more of a complicated question. So if we're talking about if your agents on your team, how they're operating their brands versus. So I guess what I'm speaking more as, as like the founder of the team, right? You yeah. own the team. So your brand and the team brand. And so I think really connecting them and making sure that the voice feels the same. That it feels very similar, that you are attracting clients on both pages, understanding that on your personal page, personal page, you can cast a little bit wider of a net in a little yeah. different way. So yeah. I think just really understanding that they work together instead of independently from one another would be the biggest, biggest thing to to really think about.
0: I don't think most people think about it that way.
1: No, I think a lot is like... It feels really
0: like there's a line in the sand and that they're two very separate entities. Yeah,
1: and it's like this thing where, okay, I don't want anyone to know I have struggles with imposter syndrome. So I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure that my team page feels so, so different and not share my personal page with anybody else. And it's like, really? Okay, like what you're putting out there in... The, the social media space, in the, the digital world, you should be okay with every single one of your clients you've ever worked with, and anyone they would refer to you being okay with seeing. Or it shouldn't go on any page. Yeah. So there's such a big miss there.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you run a team right now, and yet you're really nervous to allow your agents to build personal brands. How can a team lead frame things in their mind to be a positive thing versus a negative thing?
1: Oh. <sighs> Okay, <laughs> we could go on and on and on about this. I think, um, and this is the norm. This is absolutely the norm. If you're not doing this on your team, like you're a unicorn like us. That's just the reality. So, the reality is, and I want I want everyone to really think about what I'm going to say here because this is kind of a hard one to swallow. I think the agent life cycle on a team, on average, is two years. Correct? Yep. On average. So my question for you would be, do you want them to be the most successful they can possibly be in those two years? And when we talk about success, we talk about more money coming in. So why would you want to clip their wings when they most likely are going to leave? I shouldn't say most likely. But the numbers show us that they the average they're going to stay on the team is two years. So, clip their wings right away so they have less success, have more desire to leave because they can't truly be who they are. They can't truly execute execute their brand how they want to or allow them, show them the ways to do it, allow them the space to do it, still operating under the umbrella of your team brand and have more success come in, both like monetarily and as well as like who they are as an agent. Yeah. So this is something When you say no, you can't have a personal brand. You just literally, you just operate under the team brand. And you say, no, 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 no. You're saying no to more profit. So this is something that is so confusing for me. Now, if agents stuck on a team for 10 to 15 years on average, I may, you know, think a little differently about this. But the reality is we have the numbers. We know what happens. Why do you not want to get the most out of them? And then if they do leave, cheer them on, Like by allowing them to operate a brand, it just doesn't make sense. And I have a feeling that because real estate and as far as the marketing goes, it's so archaic and we've said this so many times, this is not going to change for quite a while. And the teams that do allow this are going to see more success within their agents. I'm not saying the agents aren't going to leave in the two years or three years or whatever it is. What I'm saying is you're going to be making more money off them while they're there
0: christy talk a little bit about like the successes that we've seen on our team by allowing um, agents to build their own brand and then talk about like what the flip side of that looks like too
1: okay that's a great question and something that if you're like questioning whether or not you should allow your agents to run like have their own brand on your team or not um we have seen okay so basically we have seen both sides of it glaringly Uh, i'm going to be totally transparent here we've seen both sides of it and the flip side is hard. So let's, let's talk about the success side first. So we, um, we do like the brandy deep drive agents come on. And, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a struggle and like a little bit of that, that figuring out space, right? It's, it's that work through of how do I actually execute this? How do I actually get my content out? Like, I'm afraid to like showcase this part of my brand or that kind of thing. And, and like, like Beth mentioned in the very beginning, we did this intensive and so much more came out of it than we could have ever imagined. Um, but, one thing is, so they walk away with a 30-day execution plan, and then you have to actually execute it, right? So
0: The hard part. <laughs> it's the hard part,
1: and we all struggle with imposter syndrome. And like, what if I put this out there? Is this client going to think this? And like, all these things can go through our heads. But we have seen firsthand, time and time again, when an agent actually, when when they have fine-tuned their brand, they've gone through that process, they're speaking in their brand voice, and then they actually execute that they have near like it's like instant they start seeing results instantly Mm -hmm. would you say yeah and so we i'm not going to like name any names but like a really recent example is like an agent that we are working with not executing their brand at the level they needed to just like speaking so much real estate like not really connecting with that client i'm in this newsflash no one wants to hear about real estate You should be talking about real estate like 5% of the time. And most of us are talking about it 99% of the time. And so this is also something really hard when there's so much chatter. It's so loud out there and we're seeing so much of this. And that makes us think that we should be doing that too. And the reality is it's the opposite. So this agent in particular, same thing. Like I should be talking real estate because this is what I know and like, I need to speak to my clients and that kind of thing. The second that they posted another pillar of their brand, connection. The second the email goes out to about that really speaks to your audience and not just about real real estate connection, like responses, like, Beth, why don't you share what happened to you when we very first started your email list? Let's share that story. Oh,
0: like the one where I gave you pushback (laughs) forever. I'm like, no, I don't have the bandwidth for this. No, no, no. And you're like, we're doing emails, so get on board. And start here's here's your topic. Start writing, They're writing, not writing. Be
1: selling houses with likes on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I I gave it a lot of pushback, and it's this is just like quintessential. Like the email went out, whatever. Let's just say Tuesday morning at nine a.m. And literally by like nine o five, I had a call from uh, a. <laughs> Friend and said, "Hey, can you come talk to me? And I'm gonna hire you to list my house." And I'm literally like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like no fucking way. <laughs> like that is the holy grail of real estate when you get a come list me call mm-hmm. and someone is calling you and they're not even shopping you against anyone else and they basically like you have the job. Come tell me what I need to do. To get my house ready and bring paperwork. <laughs> like no way I called Christy. I'm like, no fucking way. Is this like I, yes, beginner's yes, luck? Yes. And she's like, yes, this is what I've been screaming all along. I, and it's been like that really ever since not every single week, but like it's what's built the no like and trust factor. Yes, People already knew that I knew I know about real estate, but like, what else do they know about me now that they didn't know about me prior to close to going on three years ago of me sending emails?
1: The reality is they buy from your why, not your what. And that is something that is so hard for us to get over. Yeah. And it's such a huge miss as, as far as any business owner is in marketing. And And best story is just like she she's, she's not been in this for years and years and years. In real estate, yes, but not in the brand operating space for very long. We we're only a couple months in when we did emails. Right. So like her story is Is a really great example because we were just, because you need Instagram really at that point. And like, did we dabble in Facebook and then the emails, it was just like, not that far in. And so what we've seen on the team is the second that an agent, you know, really refines their brand, their brand voice, they speak, they, you know, put it out there directly at their clients, then it's like an immediate return. I'm not saying it's going to be a come list me call right away, but you are going to start feeling that and that energy creates more energy. Mm -hmm. And then you start to like be in a different playing field. And I more recently called Beth, I'm like, I'm in tears because I'm so frustrated because I feel like I'm screaming these things to the rooftops and it's not connecting. Like how else can I make this connect? Because I so, so, so believe in it. And then we see it happen And we see the results and I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to cry again because I'm not, I've not completely lost my mind. So this is something where the success in it is so huge. And could agents, could Beth have received that call anyways? Yeah, I doubt that call was coming that day.
0: Not that day. No,
1: you put it front of mind and that's the whole reason. And I won't go on and on and on about why we operate a brand, right? Or we execute a brand. But the reality is, is people, people want to hear from you. And they want to hear from your why. And that is what needs to connect with them. So that is how we are directly seeing it with our agents. And it's so impactful. I mean, Carrie on the team, have her send an email and see what happens. She is like, know. she's incredible. And so we've even worked with her to refine her brand and the connections that she's making. And it's not all about selling. It's about building, you know, brand awareness and which then helps the team. It brings awareness to the the team's brand. And that is like we had just mentioned something that is such a huge miss when you're like stuck under this giant, it just feels so corporate team and you don't get to have your own individual voice. Why do I care about working with someone under that big umbrella? Anyways, right. it just doesn't make sense. So We've seen great success, and it is—it's pretty immediate. Once we actually see the execution happen, it's pretty immediate. And I'm not saying this is just from one social media post. I'm saying you refine your brand, you get it to where it needs to be. Sending email—you know—you reach them on different platforms, and boom, it comes back. Yeah. So I challenge you all: if you're not doing this, whether or not you run a team or you're on a team, go try it. Just go try it. Just to go experiment, and let me know what happens. Now. <laughs> The flip side of that, we have been in the shoes and we see you what it is like when you allow someone, an agent on your team, multiple agents, operate a personal brand and then leave. We know what that looks like. So I just want to like validate that. It is scary. It sucks. It makes so many not good feelings come up, especially when you help them so deeply get to the place that they were at. Um... We know what that's like. And that's a really hard thing to deal with because mm-hmm. you want success for everyone. Um, and we truly like I truly do. I want everyone to have bigger lives. I know that you do as well, Beth. Like that's your that's my whole why. That's your whole why. And when you put all this energy and effort and you don't see the efforts being put in while they're on the team and then they happen to leave the team, that's a totally different You know, situation. And that's just going to exist. There's nothing you can do about it. They're going to leave anyways. So again, do you just try to help them when they're on the team? I think you do. I think think you help them. I think you come from contribution. I think you help them refine their, their voice and where they're going and how to serve their clients. And whether or not they leave and whether or not you get any credit for it later is honestly none of your business. But it's part of it. So there are two sides to it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about like the accountability because I think it's really hard to get agents in a space if they're not doing it regularly about like putting out regular emails and doing regular social media, but mm-hmm. also still doing all the basics. Like yeah. what, like we, we've, we've had a lot of navigation around this topic too on our team. Yes,
1: yeah, so accountability is hard in general. Can we just like call that out? It is so
0: freaking hard. And
1: when you're an entrepreneur, you're in charge of creating and executing your own schedule. It's all on you. And that's that whole thing with like, oh, you get to work for yourself or you're so lucky. And it's like, sure, I'm lucky. I love this. Right. However, there's a lot more that comes with it because no one is telling you have to do X, Y, Z at exactly this time. Well, for the most part. So. When it comes to accountability, we definitely, and Beth, you can speak more on this from the real estate side. Like we use check-ins and checklists and we have implemented EOS into our team structure this year, which has been very helpful. Um, But there also needs to be creative accountability, creative and marketing accountability. So we, and it can't be an either or, I think it is sometimes very easy to be like, oh, the market sucks. I'm just gonna go fuck around on social or this is like the fun stuff it's yeah. some people think it's fun stuff yeah it's you know what it is it's a really good distraction for the work you actually need to be doing
0: absolutely and so
1: that's not creative accountability that is not brand accountability so i think that there are i don't even know that they're fine lines i think that it's actually very very apparent um it's you know social media is a really great place to spend a uh, waste a lot of time your email, less so. But if you have uh, an expectation of your team, like if you know, your agents all know, I they need to send an email every single week. It needs to be brand line. it needs to work with under the, you know, underneath the team's umbrella brand. That needs to happen. You need to be posting X amount of times on social media. Okay, cool. That is not in replacement of any of those basics of real estate. That is an addition to. And so that is the reality of, Operating a brand, building a brand, and the necessity of running a business in 2023. You can't get around that. So I think this goes back to really figuring out how to structure your days and your productivity and, and really the expectations of the team. So I also think if you're running a team, you need to take ownership in the fact that you need to be making it clear to your agents the expectations of them. Yes. Throughout your day. And this is something that we learned so much at the Fast Forward Conference uh, in the spring. And so when it comes to like creative accountability, branding accountability, not the, my email took me four hours, so I couldn't make those calls. It's unacceptable. Like that's completely unacceptable. So making sure that you have some sort of checklist, some sort of accountability, maybe an accountability partner, you know, we use different things on the team, but Whatever that looks like, it can't be an either or. It needs to be both. And it can't be in replacement of those hours of calling people or, you know, connecting with your clients. And so really, honestly, pushing back to episode 45, where we talk about productivity hacks that create freedom, that would be a really good one to check out for you if you're the founder of a team or if you're an agent on a team, because it really shows you ways and how to structure your days to make sure you're checking off all of those things.
0: It's huge. yeah Yeah. um roi is like one of the highest with your brand awareness like talk a little bit more about that
1: okay i'm so glad that you brought this up because we talk about ROI. Realtors are obsessed with how much money we're making. Yes. We're obsessed with how much money a The ROI with. on
0: everything. We're yeah.
1: obsessed. Yeah, the ROI on everything. We're obsessed with how much, like, what is our commission? What is this going to be once I pay this person out? You know, all of this stuff. It's just so much about money and so much about that that bottom line. Yet we don't think about our biggest ROI. I'm going to go out on a really big limb saying this, but I believe this. So, come at me if you want. Uh, I truly believe our biggest ROI is your brand awareness. And this, I would have sworn was email marketing a year ago. Um, and, And email marketing is still number two to this. That's just the reality. But when we talk ROI, our brand awareness is that big net that we've cast, that we've reached as many people as possible. And it's the thing that is the most necessary right now. Now, the thing with that is, unlike your commission, check, It is not tangible. It is something that you can throw tons of Google ad dollars at. You can post on social media. You can send those emails and you're like, I'm getting all this, you know, all these referrals and I'm, you know, reaching all these clients and talking to them and all these deals. But you can't say, well, it's brand awareness because it all falls under it. So that is something that um, I also think is a huge miss right now when it comes to allowing agents on your team to operate a brand and how team brands are being executed because your brand awareness is is probably one of the greatest tools in your tool belt right now
0: that's huge Mm -hmm. i like that you're just like putting it out there
1: yeah (laughs) like this is it come at me come at me (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah but also just that you can't get away from the basics you You still have to lead generate you still have to make your phone calls Mm -hmm. you still have to reach out you still have to follow up you still have to like build that relationship but your brand is also doing that for you at the same time
1: and i mean beth i think that you can speak on this very openly and honestly you have seen a huge shift just this year um and how brand awareness is just like boo, like the floodgates have opened. And does it take a little bit of time? Absolutely. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, really. And, but it is going to be your strongest tool. Like I just said, it's going to be your strongest tool in your tool belt if you are doing it correctly and if you allow it to happen. So again, back to those agents on your team. Sure, some of them will leave and it will upset you. They're going to leave anyways, most likely. Let them be as successful as possible while they're on your team yeah maybe let's stick around
0: yeah okay so what if you're an agent listening to this episode and you run a team and you're going to say to yourself i'm totally going to give this a shot i'm going to you know have a team build a brand and have the agents build a brand like how would you tell a team lead to do this and like meld it all together and make it all work what would My, you tell them this
1: could be a podcast in itself I think or
0: a couple (laughs) or a couple.
1: So let us know if you want to hear more about this. I'll not tell this as like much as I possibly can here. And hopefully this answers this question pretty well. So um, first thing is you need to define the voice of the team. You need to identify if there are any things that we don't say we don't do how we operate. And I hope I know many teams. It's a numbers game of how many people you bring on. And you're just trying to like get as many people on because you know that the turnover is so high. However, if you are bringing people on that genuinely care about their clients, they genuinely care about the team, then they are going to want what's best for the team. So this is something where you need to talk about the verbiage that's used. If there's anything totally off the table, that would need to be discussed so it makes sure it works underneath the team's umbrella. Um, If As far as like branding, if you have your visuals, making sure that those are all really consistent brand colors, which is sometimes a struggle even still, um, to get everyone on board with because it's 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 a lot to understand and take in. So really making sure that they're using any visual brand identity that you have within their brand um that they are using language that makes sense for your the team's brand. Now, when I say that it, their brand voice is going to be different and you are going to have to accept that. And you are if you have them on your team, you're going to have to trust that they are going to say things in a way that represents your team. As best as possible. If they don't, that is a whole other conversation. And then you have to, and, and, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't allow them to execute their brand. Perhaps you should be wondering when they go out with clients, are they saying the same thing? And does that represent your brand? See, so that's like, that's also something that is not yeah. really thought about. Like, oh, I don't like how they posted on social because of this. Have a conversation with them on how that doesn't represent the team really well or themselves, because you don't want that language spoken in any way, regardless of if it's visual, if it's in person, you know, that kind of thing. So I really think like refining that and making sure as a team you have the same values and those are put to the forefront is very important. Um, Also, making sure, just making sure that it fits and it feels good. So you are going to know these humans on your team. You're going to know how they speak and they're going to say things that maybe you wouldn't say it exactly like that. That's okay. Okay. Like release the control, release it and see what happens. Now, if they're digging themselves a grave because of what they're doing, they're going to see that they need help and hopefully you're able to help them. Um, we pay close attentions to what our agents on the team are doing. I know not everyone has like my role on their team, they but some do, some have something similar, or at least some of the Mm -hmm. hats I wear, um, or go reach out and get some help to help them refine their brand. But I truly believe if you invest in this one area with them, it's going to like help you more than you're investing. It's going to bring you back more dollars than, than not doing it. So just making sure that the language used makes sense, um, isn't offensive and that that is across the board. Same with like Beth, like when they go on a meeting, right? You expect that your agents are representing your brand Mm -hmm. and the team's brand Mm -hmm. in a specific way. It is no different there than on social media or in their email. So just really making sure that that makes sense. Yeah. And it's honestly not that hard. I think we overthink this a lot. Totally. And we're like, it has to be just like this. No, it doesn't no it doesn't that's a rule you made up because some speaker at some conference told you that it's not the truth it's not reality this is not
0: well like so so what if someone let's like notch it back even a little bit like what what did you say to someone that like they need to like build a brand to begin with
1: yeah like an agent on a team or a team either or (laughs) um go check out our episodes for sure it'll be very helpful um I would start with going back to episodes 62 and 63, where we chat all about building a real estate brand part one and two. These are going to be really helpful, really good uh building blocks for you to get like the foundation of that brand going and then kind of go from there. But you need a place to start. And if you feel like your team brand is hitting a lot of misses, we have tons of information in those episodes, as well as like and many other podcast episodes, I would start there. You can also head to Bus Bench Babes Insiders and download the seven things to ask, ask yourself before you create a brand. I think that's a really, really great place to start as well. And you can get to that on Girl get Your Face Off of busbench.com, right there in the show notes for that episode or in our Instagram at Bus Bench Babes. You can go ahead and grab that in our link tree. So those would be a couple of really good places to start. Um, and then just ask yourself these questions, I think, like, do you want Do you want your agents to be the most successful? If you're an agent on a team, do you want to have the most success that you possibly can? Like, does it mean I get X more amount of time with my friends and family, you know, down the road because I implemented this brand and I have brand awareness now and it's actually like working for me. So I would start there just to get those foundational pieces in place and then just start like opening your mind to the potential that you would allow your teammates to do it as well i love that yeah
0: i love that so yeah that was like chock full of like all the good stuff
1: and the not good stuff yeah it's not all roses like let's be honest like you go ahead and you nothing with running
0: a team is though it's not
1: there are so many curveballs and you get roadblocks and you're not able to, you can't control everything. And there's so much in letting go. And one of the awesome things about you, Beth, is you are so good at putting the right people in the seats on the bus. Like you really are. I did read um, the
0: the energy bus. Did you? There's a whole book about that, of putting the people in the right <laughs> seats on the right bus. So
1: you, you're good at this. I think it's one of your superpowers. And I've, I think I've said that many times in the podcast before. And I know that that's a struggle. When it's your baby, your business, as an entrepreneur, I don't care if you're in real estate or you're in any other Field. Your business is your baby. And it is so hard to release that control. And it's literally preventing you from growing.
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day, I want my agents to shine. Yes. I don't want this to be the best show.
1: And maybe we will find that our agents stick around longer. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Maybe you will find that they stick around longer. Not all of them. Like you're going to get turnover. It's the reality. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, we can't we can't control that. And life happens and things happen. But what if they stick around longer because they are fully supported, allowed to truly be themselves, to truly execute their brand, and you get to see that, feel that, cheer them on, and-
0: It'd be the best.
1: You know, yeah. your ROI is a little bit better because of it. Yeah. I mean, that's not the worst thing.
0: No. No. I love that. It's a
1: lot. It was kind of a heavy episode. You think so? Like
0: in a good way, though. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's me chatting about branding again.
0: Do-do-do, <laughs> do-do-do. Here we go. Christy could do this with her eyes closed.
1: <laughs> Maybe I did.
0: Well... <laughs> I hope this I hope you got some awesome takeaways and if you ever have questions about this reach out shoot us a DM we love talking about this kind of stuff and I'm happy to talk about it from the team leaders vantage point Christy would love to talk about it from the creative standpoint and like we're an open book like we share the good the bad and the ugly so if this is something that you've been toying with on your team reach out we would love to chat we would Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. So until next time, Bus Bench Babes, remember to keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl, Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast.
0: If you want more, head over to GirlGetYourFaceOffABusBench.com of for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us, and they're what keep us going.
1: Girl, thanks for being here.